I'm safety Malcolm Jenkins of the Philadelphia Eagles. Let's park at the 30, at the 40, at the 50. Malcolm Jenkins is going 99 yards for a touchdown. And you're listening to the Eagles Insider Podcast with Dave Spadaro. Hi, Eagles everywhere, and welcome to the Eagles Insider Podcast, brought to you by Lincoln Financial Group. Eagles Insider Dave Spadaro here. And the regular season has arrived. We're all stoked for this one. The Eagles and the Redskins. The game comes your way 1 o'clock on Sunday, Lincoln Financial Field. Full coverage, PhiladelphiaEagles.com, our official app, and our social channels beginning at 12.30. And stick with us throughout the day. We'll have coverage for you and live coverage from Lincoln Financial Field right after the game. And make sure you stay tuned for the Eagles Insider Podcast post-game edition, which will take you into the locker room. You can't get that kind of coverage anywhere else. So the Eagles looking to start this season off the right way, going up against an NFC East rival, a team they played at the end of the 2018 regular season. So there's obviously a lot of familiarity in this podcast. We're going to talk to right tackle Lane Johnson at length, uh, an in-depth interview, wide-ranging with Lane Johnson. Very interesting guy. And he's got a big matchup. On Sunday, Ryan Kerrigan, terrific, terrific football player. And that matchup is always one to watch. So we'll get to that in just a little bit. But we'd like to start the podcast with some football talk. Doug Peterson, Eagles head coach, took the team two rounds into the playoffs in 2018, the year after winning Super Bowl 52. He's back for greatness in 2019. And we had some one-on-one time to talk about this matchup against Washington. Doug, a lot of expectations for this football team. Um, how do you feel about that? You, you, the fans are, are as fired up as they've ever been about this team. Um, as it should be. Uh, when We have a lot of high expectations for ourselves, you know, going into this season. Um, you know, we're excited to get the year started. Obviously, a division opponent with Redskins. You know, we finished with them last year. We opened up with them this year. Uh, a team we know. Um, home game, great energy in the stadium. So, yeah, expectations are high, but, uh, you know, uh, they're, they're high for us as well. What makes you think Carson Wentz is ready for the regular season, having not played in the preseason? I, I just, I just I watch him every day. I see how he, he, he interacts with the guys. I see him practice and how, how hard he practices and, and the throws he makes. And, uh, you know, training camp was designed with that in mind to, to really put our guys in situations to, um, one, to, to succeed, but also to sometimes fail. Um, and, and we learn through failure, and, and it makes us better and stronger. So I, I use that as a positive uh, with the football team and make it as hard as I can so that games become a little bit simpler and, and a little more uh, slowed down in the mind uh, for the players just to play fast. It is a game of matchups in the NFL. Do you feel like this group of offensive skill position people makes the Philadelphia Eagles a very difficult team to match up against? I, I do. Um, you know, even even in my my first three years, you know, with with Zach Ertz and you know the addition of Alshon and and, and Nelly and you know some of the other guys we've had in the past have, have created some matchup you know scenarios. Dallas Goddard's another one last year, and now we bring in Deshaun Jackson, and you know we we brought in Jordan Howard, Miles Sanders. I mean, and these guys just um, they don't have to do anything special. They don't have to go out of their way to, to chase plays. Plays are going to come, and when they come, they, they just I just ask them to make the play that comes to them. And, you know, it's Carson's uh, job to get the ball spread around to these guys. And and on paper, it, it, it looks good on paper, but, uh, you know, we've got to gel. We have come to have to come together quickly. 
uh, in order for this thing to, to be a success on offense. Where is Washington good on defense? They're strong up front. I mean, their they're front, front four, front five guys are, are extremely strong and stout. Um, you know the linebackers are new, and, and they're, they're guys that uh, you know that are kind of learning their defense right now. But they, they they run and tackle well, and I think their secondary is aggressive. I mean, Josh Norman is is one of the best in the league. I think he he does a great job back there. You know, he's going to match Alshon, we believe, all day. And um, you know, our guys are just going to have to come ready to play. The defense seems like it's going to have to really gear up for a run game. Darius guys back. Do you see Washington trying to establish a run game? I, I do. I, I think they got to come in and try to establish that. I mean, it's something that uh, you know our defense looked at last year. You know, with some of the rushing numbers and everything. But teams, uh, the teams, you know, to try to try to establish the run uh, and, and and then go from there and uh, opens up a lot of things. You know, play action pass and, and and movement stuff for the quarterback if if that running game gets going. And that's something that we have to have to focus on and try to eliminate early. Doug, does the first game of the season set a tone, do you believe? I think it does. I, I truly believe it sets a tone, um, at least for the first month of the season. Um, you know, By no means are you in the postseason if you win your first game or lose your first game, but for us, it's a division game, and in order for us to be in the postseason, you got to win your division games, and then ultimately win your win your home game. So it's important to get out to a fast start, um, not only with the win, but also execution wise, and and uh, and try to figure out again the identity of your football team in the first few weeks. Thanks, Doug. Good luck on Sunday. Thank you, Dave. Thanks to Doug Peterson for his time. We'll take a break right now. When we return to the Eagles Insider Podcast, presented by Lincoln Financial Group. We've got Lane Johnson, Eagles right tackle, ready to do some talking. Share the tradition of Eagles football with the young fan in your life with an Eagles Kids Club membership. For just $20, members receive an amazing welcome kit, invites to special events like the Halloween party, opportunities to win Eagles prizes with monthly contests, and so much more. Visit PhiladelphiaEagles.com slash Kids Club to sign up today. Welcome, everyone, to the Eagles Insider Podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. Eagles Insider Dave Spadaro with you as the Eagles get ready for the opener Sunday. Lincoln Financial Field against the Washington Redskins. We are thrilled to have our pro bowler, right tackle Lane Johnson, in studio with me. Lane, welcome to your seventh NFL season, man. Amazing, wow. right? Flies by. What do you remember of the very first uh, uh, 2013 Monday night game? It was actually almost... Seven years to the day that you opened this year was the 8th of September, 2013. What do you remember about that experience? I remember being very nervous from our first game. Um, well, we came off to a really good start. I remember we ran, I think, around 52 plays that first half against Washington, so we got up on them real early. Um, but other than that, I was very nervous. Had a good game, but uh, ended up winning, but... But like, what about the experience? As a, as a, did your family come to the game? Did you? Were you family didn't come to that game because it was in Washington, but the first home game they, they ended up coming. Were you puking all day, nervous? Like, what what was the whole thing like? Uh, yeah, just kind of you know walking on eggshells all day, just <laughs> just because I felt like, you know, I was drafted here. I got Jason Peters, you know, there at left tackle. I had to kind of you know be similar to him, which is very hard to do. So, uh, other than that, though, I was just worried about uh. Playing good assignment football. That was really it. The lights weren't particularly bright. They like so you prepared yourself mentally for that for that moment. Exactly. Yep. That's incredible. If you could go back, if what you know now in life and playing football in the NFL, if you could go back to your rookie rookie self, what would you what would you tell yourself? 
I would say slow down. Just try to slow down the brain a little bit. Just because you try to do everything so perfect. You have so many voices in your ear. You're trying to impress everybody. And really, you just got to put things in perspective and really try to, uh, I guess your only competition should be you. You competing against yourself. Do you think every rookie goes through that? Because everybody says that the rookie season is like the blur of the of your career. Yeah, I think the rookie season is so tough just because they had such a long you know, college career. Then, you know, right after that season's over, they go to combine training and then they have the whole process in the draft and then OTA. So it's really two seasons in one. It doesn't ever stop. And so, you know, a lot of people don't realize that. When did it slow down for you, Lane? The whole the whole lifestyle, the whole in, uh, the whole actually in, stepping back and enjoying being an NFL player. I still hadn't slowed down. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, uh, Is that because that's what, that's where your brain works? Yeah, See, if my brain much. works that way. I go so fast. Yeah, I can't. Sometimes I got to step back and go, "Hey, this is cool." I feel like if I slow down, that I'm not at the top of my game. I feel like somebody's getting edge. But really, I think my second year was kind of. Uh, I was able to relax a little bit more, play a little bit smoother, more comfortable, more confident. So definitely that second year was a big step for me. If Jeff Stoutland had not been the coach here when you got drafted, do you think you'd be an all-pro player, a Pro Bowl player? I don't know. Probably not just because, you know, a lot of it on the field but off the field too. Just, you know, stuff with, you know, becoming an, an NFL athlete and how to how to approach that, um, stuff like that, just off the field stuff he's helping with. Yeah, like I, I, this weekend the, the – Dolphins traded Laramie Tunsil. He goes to Houston. Very talented young left tackle in the league. And you wonder, well, you know, th he's got to learn a whole new way to play the game of football. Mm -hmm. it, 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 it matters so much who your who your coach is. And I, I mean, it does. That's, and, and I don't <laughs> think I don't think people have any clue that that's how important a coach is. I mean, from the, from the TV screen on Sundays, I mean, it's they don't they don't really pick up on a lot of stuff. But how, what is Stout like? What what is is he a, is, is is he in fact a father figure? Yeah, most definitely. Uh, just got, I mean, he's really theatrical with his teaching, so he tries to just instill stuff into your memory. But as far as, you know, just being a coach, he's a coach on the field, but he's also, you know, almost a life coach. He's been he's been coaching for nearly 35 years and has dealt with a number of players, and he's real big into sports psychology and how players think and how they approach the game and their concentration levels. And so, you know, a lot of things kind of factor into that, and I think – him, you know, teaching me that and incorporating that into my game has, has helped me only improve. Do you ever see yourself doing that, Lane, being a coach? Uh, I mean, I could see myself doing it. I just, I love the game so much. I thought about what I would do if I, you know, retired. I'd have to be around football just because I love it so much. I see you, I could see you doing a little media, though. You're always great with the media. You, you're very available to the media. You seem like you have a great relationship with the media. Yeah. Do you enjoy doing the media stuff? I enjoy – I try to be transparent. I wish they could kind of feel how we feel and get it off without going over the top or without making any coaches mad or, you know, everything has to be in-house. But at the same time, I guess people want to wonder what it's like, uh, you know, playing and the lifestyle and, you know, just kind of be transparent with them and that's really it. Then that, that leads me to a very good quote that I read today. Mark Cuban, Dallas Mavericks owner, said this, the difference between the NBA and the NFL – the NFL sells the NFL. The NBA sells its players. You couldn't identify 90% of NFL players if they were standing right in front of you. That's a big part of their core problem. Mm. I, get the, I get the NFL dwarfs the NBA in television, but I think that's going to change. So let's break that down. Does the NFL not sell its players well? I mean, when you look at it, you can only sell really the skill players. I mean, when you look at it, the guys that are – Throwing the ball, catching the ball, scoring touchdowns, those are easily marketable guys. I think when it comes to really my position, offensive line, um, 
you know, maybe some specialists. It's kind of less glorified, but I mean, it pays well, so I'm not <laughs> that, that, that that you know terribly would concerned you want with to be, it. Would you want people to know who you are more? I guess that's what social media is for. Well, but, it's also the body issue, which we're going to get into. Yeah, in so, a little bit. You're, you've bared it all for literally for that. But I think it's, it's interesting. The NFL is about the game, and the NBA seems to be about the players. Yeah, it just seems like the NBA is probably a little bit more flash. I just, I don't know, it's less, you know, a lot less players. It's more enclosed. It's just, I don't know, there's a different feel to it. They don't have helmets on either. Don't have, don't have helmets on. You can see their faces. It's just, uh, is what it is. Yeah. Um, okay, let's talk about that body issue. Uh, you, I know we talked about this when we were doing the sideline hit the other night, uh, last preseason game. Um, it comes out, it's actually out right now. Um you're naked. In you're, are you walking around the studio naked? Not all day. We have a robe, so usually from scene to scene, in between scenes, we'll put the robe on, and then uh, other than that, pretty did, much naked. Did you make your? Did you make? Did you feel? Like, how many people were in the room? Just me and the old line. I mean, it was uh, you know photographers, and but other than that, I just you know, I'm around these guys all day, so it really didn't <laughs> as uh, weird as it sounds. It really didn't feel too too. Too weird. How long is the photo shoot? It took took a long time, so I'd say probably maybe four or five hours, maybe five, six. In a cold studio, a lot of lights. No, it wasn't a cold studio. It was okay. actually it was out there in the in the link parking lot. <laughs> wait, wait, you're outside. Yeah, so people probably on ninety five could probably see what was <laughs> going on. Um I will hold the binoculars <laughs> joke hold for, that for another time, right. So you're, you're um how did this come about? How, what, what was the whole genesis of this thing? Uh, well, they've only had one, I guess, O-line, or I guess the Colts O-line a few years ago, and they wanted to do a whole Almonds line something they haven't done. So I was asked about it, and I asked the guys, and after you know a week or so debating, they were in, and let's rock this thing. So that's what we did. And how much time did you have to prepare for the shoot? In other words, cut fat back, look good, look at your back. I know you wanted to look great. Yeah, but there's really only, you know, for us, we have to weigh a certain amount, and if we don't, we get fined. So we just kind of had to go with what we were given. It was during uh, it was during last season, wasn't it? Uh, no, it was, it was before this. So it was during oh, okay. June, June or July. So, I mean, we, we did the best we could. Okay. Was it fun? It was fun. It was entertaining. Just uh, Jason Kelsey, just some, you know, him being around him all day. Uh, Big V and, and Brooks. It was just, it was very entertaining. Do you anticipate Lane getting a lot of attention from this? A lot of reaction from this? A lot of, I don't know, maybe uh, endorsements. Maybe somebody likes your pecs and wants you to, to do some more stuff like that. Maybe I can get Dove body wash. Maybe I can. Get there you that. go. Or Axe uh, deal. This is a great idea, man. Axe body wash. There we go. Offensive line. I like that. It is. <laughs> it's. It's. Uh, it's. It, the exposure, though, no pun intended. Um, it can be a good thing or a bad thing. You're comfortable if it is a good thing. Uh. Well, the thing is, is that you shouldn't be afraid of getting bad, you know, negative feedback from it. I feel like we're in a world now where everybody's kind of scared of self of self disclosure because of the ridicule. Um, but as you've seen in my career, I've been through a lot of ups and downs. I'm, yeah. I'm pretty used to the ridicule, so it yeah, was the, fun. There's a, the ridicule that I see the most of you is after we won the Super Bowl. You said it was it was fun to win the Super Bowl, unlike the Patriots, yeah. and it's not particularly. You keep hearing that from people, do you not? That, hey, Lane, are you having fun? Hey, you lost a playoff game last year. I saw all the comments. Hey, Lane, are you still having fun? Yeah, but but knowing that they put the time in to say that knows 
makes me know how much it burned them. Yes, so exactly. That's that's what keeps it. That's exactly right. All right, we've got a game here on Sunday, the Eagles and the Washington Redskins. You are playing against Ryan Kerrigan. He is such a great rival of yours. Uh, when you watch, I mean, you've watched so much film on this guy. All week you're watching film. Do you see anything different, Lane? The same, uh, just really relentless. His, uh, he's really good at getting off the ball. I think he's really good at timing the snap count. Obviously, speed to power, speed to bull. Uh, he can do a variety of those things, but most most importantly, I think he's very just savvy. Uh, you know, he can pick up on different stances and, and things of that sort. So, for me, it's just all about technique and, and getting off the ball. Is he your biggest rival? He's one of them. I guess him and, and Demarcus Lawrence, uh, two biggest in, in my division. So, yeah, those guys. It's not that hard to get uh, get ready to play those guys. Is there a lot of trash talking during the course of this meeting? Uh, I've never heard Ryan Kerrigan say anything, except uh, I talked to him at the Pro Bowl. He was, is that he right? Was during the game, he doesn't say anything. Huh. Zero. He's a, cl- he's a class act then. He is the definition of a class act. Well, that's what you, so you love playing against a guy like that. Yep. Awesome. All right. How do you ramp up for Sunday? How do you, at, what, at this point, you're, you're, you're in chill mode. How do you, between now and, you know, by Friday afternoon, what, what's your mindset? Like, are you still in chill mode? I'm, I'm never in chill mode. I wish I could be. My thing is I'm trying to slow down, so... Um, you know, as everything intensifies, I try to slow my mind down into uh, blocking, you know, eliminating distractions and just really concentrating on what I need to uh, focus on. And for me, as being an offensive tackle, a lot of it's snap count and getting off the ball. If you're, you know, half a second late or a millisecond late, that, that could be a sack. That could be, you know, so my life is all about living in that moment. And so I just try to block out all distractions and, and really just go with the flow. Are you feeling great physically? Feeling good. Um, had a little bump there in training camp, but recovered for that, and I'm feeling good. Good, man. Individual goals, you set them every year? I try not to be attached to that. You know, I try to you know, be a Pro Bowl player, first-team All-Pro. Yeah, I, I think if I, if I just give all my effort, I think good things will come. So that's, that's where my concentration is at. All right, let's do some five questions for Lane Johnson and some fun Hollywood spin questions. First question, Five questions for Lane Johnson. Lane, number one, have you ever tailgated at a football game of any level? High school, I have. Okay. Uh, you... I was young. Uh, probably sipped a beer in there, too. Sorry, Mom. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, just, just some high school games. Never never, never gone back to Oklahoma and had, never, never had time, right? Never had time. Yeah. Yeah, never had time. Will that be on your bucket list? Oh, after, yeah. After your yeah, career is over? It'll feel good. Okay. Uh, what is your number two? What is your favorite sporting event to watch as a fan? Either like, in person or like watching track and field. What what events? I like uh, watching the hundred, the two hundred, uh, the four hundred, uh, and and the relays. relays okay. Are fun to watch. All right. Uh, we had this question going around the locker room last week, and I asked you the question: Who the best athlete in the locker room was? You said uh, I think you said Jason Peters. No, no you Dallas. said it, Dallas Goddard. Dallas Goddard. And um, here, here's the question: What sport features the best athletes? Uh, we talked about this last week. I would say a decathlete or a heptathlete in track because that's what they are, multiple uh, deal athlete, but probably basketball players. And you know that, that question around the locker room, Jake Elliott got the most votes. Did he? Yes, he did. He got like six out of ten votes. He is a great athlete, but when I, I guess you talk about size, people want to see size, you know, power, speed, size, I don't know. Maybe I'm just hating. I'm, I'm sorry. Jake. No, it, our football player, our kickers football players. I want to say no, but yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, number four question. Lane, what is your cooking specialty? <laughs> I guess baking something I can't really mess up, something dummy-proof. So probably just baking some biscuits. 
Baking some biscuits, okay. Number five, what's the angriest you've ever been on the football field? Mm. Angriest? Probably times where I I didn't get the call or uh, missed an assignment, something like that. Uh, I remember, I think, my third or fourth year, we lost to the Redskins to have a chance to go in the playoffs. I was pretty mad after that game. How about what's the happiest you've ever been on the football field? uh, I guess after the Super Bowl. Did you you felt it right away? Shock or numb or whatever you did? What did you do? Fall to the ground, and kiss the turf? No, the people? first thing I did, I sat on the bench and I wa- and I just kind of watched everybody storm the field, and I did that for about five seconds, and then the first person I hugged was Mike Grow. We just kind of we did it, and then uh, two months later, we're back in OTA. So I know, man, you don't have much time to enjoy anything. Yeah. Do you have a man cave? Do you, have, do you put your Super Bowl ring in the man cave? Do you have photos of you playing football in your in your den or wherever it is, your basement? <sighs> Actually, I got a weird story. So I had about probably 20 jerseys of guys that I've collected and I had them at uh, my buddy's house that was staying here and they got robbed while he was gone so all my you know my Von Miller my Kerrigan jersey my Jason Pierre-Paul jersey all that got stolen so nobody uh, found him nobody found him oh man I'm sorry to hear that all that uh so yeah it would be nice to have that man cave but unfortunately I don't have that no more do you still get jerseys from guys yeah I'm gonna try to collect all the ones that oh so uh, this happened recently yes happened recently oh man well, that's the end of that. That's, that's a bummer. If you know where they are, help, help me out. Yeah, help Lane Johnson out. If you know where those jerseys are, there can't be many Von Miller autographed jerseys floating around in nope. the marketplace. No, and they're uh, and uh, game game authentic jerseys. Game authentic and they're framed too. So yeah, all of them are framed. All right, the Hollywood Spin questions for Lane Johnson. Uh, Chris Barletto made these uh, questions, so we don't know how good they're going to be because he's got a very questionable track record. Uh, if there was a, ma- a movie made about the team, what actor would play you? Who, lo- who looks like me? Uh, I don't know that. I've, well, I remember what we watched Lawless in uh, in college, which, which Tom Hardy was in it, and he had a beard. So, Tom Hardy, you know how tall Tom Hardy is? Yeah, I know he's about five nine, but yeah, a six six <laughs> Tom Hardy. <laughs> okay, who would play Doug Peterson? Ooh. Who's got a square jaw like Buzz? He's got Buzz Lightyear looking kind of. Oh, <laughs> edit that out. Josh Brolin or something. I don't know. Yeah, that's something, not a bad one. That's something. not a bad one. What player would be played by Kevin Hart? Height aside, uh, I don't even know who's like a little. Who's like a little funny guy? I would say Darren Sproles, but. Oh yeah, yeah, that's that's not bad. Or uh, <laughs> I'd like say Donnell Pumphrey, but yeah, here, Pum- yeah, Pumphrey he's not. Definitely. Pump's not around anymore. What player would be played by The Rock? Dwayne Johnson. Who's jacked like him? See, you could be, you could be, that could be you. Yeah, but I ain't. Yeah. Jason Peters shave his head. <laughs> uh, probably, maybe Josh Sweat. Josh Sweat's pretty jacked. I don't know. Is Josh, he jo- Okay. Josh Sweat. And then the title of the movie, I don't even know. I can't even think of a good title of a movie about the Philadelphia Eagles. How about this one? How about Super Bowl Champions 2019? On the road to Super Bowl Championship 2019. Ba boom! All right, Chris, not bad. We got, we got a good laugh out of Lane Johnson. Hey, Lane, best of luck this week. Um, everything good, though? You feeling good about it? Feeling All good. About good. The team? I feel good. I feel, I'm feeling healthy. Uh, team's got a, got a good energy around it, and we're, we're feeling good. Yeah. yeah and you've you been around long enough that you know you've got a good team? Yeah, you can feel it. I mean, you know it, you know it back whenever OTA starts. So it's just a matter of slowing down and going out there and getting it and done. And every team's going to be coming after the Philadelphia Eagles. That It makes you feel good. you got to be at your best. Got to be at your best, exactly. All right, Lane Johnson, we thank you for joining us here on the Eagles Insider Podcast. Have yourself a great 2019. Thanks, Lane. Thank you.
Good stuff from Lane Johnson. Good stuff from Doug Peterson. And the Eagles are ready to fly on Sunday. One o'clock kickoff, Lincoln Financial Field. Thanks to Peter Kelly for putting this all together. Thanks to you for joining us each and every week. It's the Eagles Insider Podcast. And we would love it if you would give us a rating, some reviews, and some comments, and then tell all your friends to subscribe because we want to go places where no one else can go off the field with the Philadelphia Eagles. Make sure you're with me on Sunday night, our Eagles Insider Podcast post-game edition from Lincoln Financial Field. I'm Eagles Insider Dave Spadaro. Have yourselves a great Eagles day, and fly, Eagles, fly.